Welcome to another episode of the Religion Law Podcast, where you learn about religious freedom and other religion law-related topics through a short question-and-answer format. I'm your host, Michael Fielding. Let's see how you do on today's quiz. Well, hello there. Welcome to another episode of the Religion Law Quiz Podcast. Today's episode is actually not going to have a quiz, ironically. It's actually going to be a, a bit of a pep talk, a word of encouragement to you. Uh, and the reason I wanted to do this is because I have been getting some very positive feedback about the Religion Law quizzes, and it's been helpful. I'm going to make a few little slight tweaks to hopefully improve the content and make it more helpful going forward. But one of the things that has occurred to me um, as I have received the feedback from people is that sometimes when you are dealing with uh, learning a new area, particularly this area where it, it fills and it, it really is really important, it's hard to at times really understand what's going on to fully grasp the importance of some concepts and also to see how it becomes relevant or applicable to you. And so I wanted to give you a word of encouragement in that regard as we are continuing to embark on these religion law quizzes. We have a whole lot more to go this year, and I think you're going to find them very educational. Now, my commitment to you, what I'm going to try to do on future recordings is identify ways that they can be more relevant, more practical to you. Uh, there will be some instances when it frankly, may not happen in your life or in the particular circumstances of where you are at uh, on a particular quiz or a particular topic. And when that happens, I just want to say, don't just kind of immediately cast it aside and say, ah, why should I even listen to this? Why do I even care? Uh, the, and the reason I say that is because the the best analogy that I can think of is uh, getting into a swimming pool and learning to swim. And hang, hang here with me on this analogy, because I think you'll see how it's going to be applicable, not just to this topic, but quite candidly to whatever your work is, your professional endeavor, any hobby that you may be in. So in, in this analogy that just seems to be really vivid in my mind, I think about when I started learning to swim uh, as, a, as a young kid, Obviously, I was introduced to the water. I got in. I was in the three-foot uh, part of the swimming pool, and I would get in. I would splash around, and then I had some teachers that began to teach me different strokes, uh, ways to kick, that sort of thing. Well, what happened is over time, the longer I uh, spent in the water, I really began to learn to swim pretty well, and I got to the point where I was incredibly comfortable in the water, loved swimming in the water, uh, and just felt very much at ease when I would get into the water. And as you're a kid, a teenager playing around, you obviously get into different situations as you're having fun. And yet I was, because I had spent the time in the water, it had become second nature to me. I could uh, just intuitively recognize patterns or situations and know how I needed to swim or move and so on and so forth to help me in the water. That same idea applies here when we are learning uh, about religious freedom. One of the things that has really stood out to me 
as I have been doing the quizzes uh, in the email format for the past year and a half, is that there are definitely some recurring themes that seem to come up frequently in very different settings. And at first, uh, I didn't naturally pick up on those, but after repeated exposure to it, I'm becoming a lot more comfortable with it to the point where I am beginning to recognize these key themes and key ideas and can better navigate that. Okay, now let me give you a second analogy, uh, second personal example to really help you, and then I'm going to talk about how all this can, again, apply to you personally uh, in, in your life. So um, I uh, one of the things that I do is I have my ham radio license. Uh, I there's three levels of ham radio license. The it's there's a technician, there's a general, and then the highest level is amateur extra. And I have all three. I've I've passed the test for all three. And when I uh, studied for the first one, technician, that's the one I I struggled with the most. Uh, and percentage wise, when I did the test, it's the test where I did the worst. Like 90%, it's still pretty good. Uh, but what happened? is when I started studying for the general exam and then also the later the amateur extra exam, the thing that I did is I just focused on really studying what is the right answer to the test. Now, the, the FCC administers, or not administers, they create the test, and what the test is comprised of is there, there's a database of questions and there are multiple choice. And uh, you don't know which order the right one will be. So, for example, you may be taking a practice exam and the right answer may be letter B. But uh, when you get into the actual exam, if that particular question gets drawn, the right answer may be D or something or something else other than B. So what I did when I was studying for my general exam and then also my amateur extra is I would just focus on studying the right answers. And I had a format, there was a system that I used, and I would go through it progressively, and there was repeated exposure uh, to the questions. But again, the constant focus was just on the right answer. And what I found over time is that when I would uh, get into when I would get into the test and I'm being thrown these questions at me, I would get a question, and because I had seen it before, I intuitive, I was surprised at how intuitively I recognized the right answer because I had focused on just studying the right answer. And so I would read like A, B, C, and D, and maybe in the particular instance, the, the right answer was letter C. Uh, because I had studied just the right answer, when I would read the other uh, possible answers, they just didn't feel right. And and that really stood out to me, this idea that when you focus on studying just what is correct and understanding it, then when you're exposed to something that is incorrect, you just intuitively feel or recognize that, no, this is not the right answer. OK, so how does that apply here to our study of religious freedom and then also uh, in your particular career? Uh, well, with respect to our study of religion law quizzes or religion law and religious freedom, we are really trying to focus on the right answer. And when I say what the right answer is, what the current state of the law is as articulated by the Supreme Court or as enacted in applicable statutes. And so the idea here is that, yes, we're going to talk about different circumstances, fact situations that have come up, but that's something in the past. 
What I can't do is I can't predict what unique situation you're going to be faced with and what uh, you know, crazy set of circumstances that are going to be thrown at you. But here's the key point. If you have really focused on studying the right answer and if you have really focused on kind of swimming in the waters, learning those stro strokes so that it becomes intuitive to you, then when you are faced with this unique situation, you are going to inherently start to discern and pick up what is right, what is wrong, what is the right way to proceed, uh, because you have it has become intuitive to you. It's natural to you. You've had repeated exposure to this idea that it that's what is correct. It's this, it's the same concept if you take it into your profession. Uh, you know, if you're a plumber or uh, you know, HVAC person, you could you could do a whole host of different professions and you will find in every profession there's there's like the best practice, the, the, the art of the profession, the better way to do things. And if a person has really practiced their art and really come to know kind of its secrets or the underlying currents and themes, then when you are put into a new situation, you instantly know how to react. Now, the key to all of this is repetition, repeated exposure to correct answers, correct ideas, correct concepts, so that they become second nature to you, so that you can differentiate and discern what is the proper way to proceed when you are put into a new situation, because you can, again, recognize those underlying currents, those underlying um, themes that are critical to this particular area. So that does it. Uh, uh, my word, of, I guess one final word of encouragement here is I'm doing these religion law quizzes in a short format so that you can go back, you can listen to them, you can get the repetition. I'm going to continue to get uh, get them out, try to do it at a more accelerated pace over the next few months so that you can continue to learn. And uh, hopefully you'll find that it's educational. Well, that's today's pep talk for you. Uh, hopefully this has been helpful. Keep at it. Uh, we will be back again soon with another Religion Law Quiz. Thanks. Thank you for listening to today's episode. Remember, Religion Law Quizzes are for educational purposes only and are not intended to be relied upon as legal advice. If you have found this episode to be helpful, please share it and leave a review. Until we meet again, keep being an influence for good.